Hey, hey, how's it going? Um, all right, so I literally I wrote a song uh, two minutes ago. I like sat down to do the podcast, picked up the guitar, and the song came to me. So we're just going to start with the song because I literally just wrote it. And uh, it's kind of fun. Um, it's called The Ballad of the Invisible Man. I was out walking just the other day I thought I saw someone that had your eyes She was just a stranger when she walked away Walked on down the road And out of my life There was someone on the sidewalk Singing a ballad All about the invisible man Wasn't sure if it was him Or I that needed seeing I looked into the mirror and was met With a blank stare and a dead plan glare And I just wanna be the best part of your story To the Big Apple To see a concert at Carnegie Hall The singer sat on the stage And sang the same song all night Sounded just like the ballad Of the invisible man Felt like he was singing Straight from his heart to mine And I just wanna be the best part of your story See you. 
best part of your story And I just wanna help you right at the ending And I never realized that all this life is made of A whole lot of nothing And even less love And I finally come to understand the meaning of the ballad the invisible man alright I'm sure when you hear that song on a record and in 15 years, it'll it'll sound better. Um, but there you go, The Invisible Man. Uh, when I wrote it, there's some other lyrics that I'll probably kind of throw in there as a bridge, but obviously there's there's not really a bridge at the time of singing here. Um, anyway, let's see. We're going to... Okay. Um, how are you? How's your week? Uh, yeah, wow. That's, it's always fun writing a song... When you're like, oh, still got it, you know, and that's not necessarily writing your next hit or what you feel like is going to be a big song, but just kind of still being super curious and coming around the bend and seeing something that surprises you, you know, you're like, oh, um, and is there a song called the Ballad of the Invisible Man? There has to be, um, but it's definitely like a theme, you know, I've seen elsewhere. It's, it's nothing original, but, um. I have been meaning to kind of like put that into a song, you know, the the idea of feeling invisible. You know, we all fall, feel invisible sometimes, and I'll speak for myself. Um, you know, and sometimes you don't even know that you feel that way, but you're kind of uh, acting all strange or feeling feeling different and feeling not right. Really, you just need someone to, you know, look at you and see you, you know, just, hey, I see you, you know, and uh, ask you a couple of silly questions about your little silly life, you know. Um, so there we go. I hope that song kind of captures some of that spirit. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, song structure wise, it kind of ends on a refrain, but I added another refrain. Um, there's some things in there that, that are kind of a little bit outside, like the orthodox way of writing a song in very, very subtle and small ways, even the rhyme schemes, but it's fun when you feel like you're getting away with something, uh, something unique or something that is, is at, at the very least unique for you. You know, a lot of times you'll, um, you'll go and see a song and see someone sing a song and something about it feels new, you know, to you and you try to incorporate that into, to what you do. Um, but anyway, how's it going? How are you? Hope you're doing all right. It's been a super fun week here. Um, I played a gig, uh, Sunday, which I, I told you about. Um, and then I played another gig on Tuesday. We haven't spoken since then. So Tuesday's gig was great. It was at Winner's Bars right near Losers, um, which is appropriate. Um, the girl runs it is just awesome. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, the girl runs it is awesome. I like her a lot. And um, it was it's a country bar. It's it's kind of in this part of town. You know, it's not exactly the most listening audience in Nashville. So I played a bunch of louder songs. I played a song off of my next record called The Prayer to the Wind. I did a song called Gone. Um, that's a really fun one. I don't know where that will be, but it'll be out someday, somewhere. Um, and then I did another kind of loud... I did basically uh, three just kind of 
loud country songs, basically. Um, trying to think what other... I had fun. Oh, uh, a song of mine called Burden Hand. It was like a song I wrote a long time ago and kind of forgot about or dismissed it. And it's fun if you... That's the cool thing about songs. If you get better, just like as a performer, or, you know, forget about getting better. If you put in the time, right, and you care, you put in the time, you gain experience, well, first of all, you hopefully you're getting better. And once you do, if you pick up an old song, you're going to do it just better. Um, there is a cutoff point to that, you know, because you'll hear a lot of these legendary acts do their old songs. And sometimes, you know, you have that perspective and it's better. But sometimes it's like, oh, well, it's not quite as good as it used to be. Um, so there is a cutoff point. Um, but so far, at least for me and still in my 20s, like, I think I think we're still just getting better. And, uh, you know, um, some people only get better. You know, John Prine only got better. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of songs that Sinatra sang when he, you know, was quote unquote old. He wasn't old. He was, you know, 50. But you know, given his long career already, and he felt old, he was washed out, and, you know, people cast him as, you know, has been, but he came and did, you know, we've spoken about this, but he did songs that, like, are literally my favorite songs he's ever done, like, It Was a Very Good Year, and stuff like that, so. So I did something dangerous this week. I went to Gruen's Guitar Shop. Now, Gruen's is this awesome big, or maybe Gruen's, I don't know, guitar shop here in Nashville. It's this giant building with a beautiful mural of a Martin guitar and a old, I want to say a Gibson mandolin or something on the side of the building. It's real pretty. And you go in, and it's nice. And that's some beautiful guitars. And, you know, I went in, and I was like, oh, if I sell those two guitars, maybe I could afford this one. And it was a little bit dangerous, you know. I was like, um... But I was in this little part of town called Berry Hill, and it's real cute. There's a thrift store, and that's always fun. And um, there's a cafe called Ethan R or Ethan Roast, a very very cute little cafe. And then across from the street is Zany's. Zany's is a legendary comedy club here in Nashville, and I've been hearing about this club because I like all these comedians, and you know, so if they do a podcast, I'll be like, oh, I'll be at Zany's this weekend. Zany's Nashville. So. I saw on the on the sign, you know, in the big lights, um, Samaril sold out. And Samaril is a comedian from New York who I like a lot. I, I listen, he has a podcast with Mark Normand called We Might Be Drunk. <laughs> um, uh, and it's a fun podcast. And, and Sam, I've, I really liked his comedy for a long time. So I was like, oh, man. But it says sold out. So I, I quickly I tweeted him. I was like, uh, um, you know. Any ticks available, any chance you get me in, whatever. And he's like, oh, I think there's still tickets for the 4 p.m. slot. So I went over to the, I went over to Zany's and spoke to some people there. And they're like, oh, we actually have a couple of tickets left for uh, the 9.15. I was like, okay, 9.15, 4 p.m. Let's do the 9.15, which, by the way, was a mistake, but that's okay. Um, but got got two tickets. Then our, our neighbor, who we're getting friendly with uh, right here, uh, literally the next apartment over, she was like, oh, I like Samuel too. I was like, you want to come? Let's go. We're doing it. So we all went. It was a great time. You know, you sit down. It's a little bit awkward. It's very packed. It was sold out. Um, you know, you're like literally rubbing elbows with some stranger. And she kept saying, sorry. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. And she'd touch me again. I'm sorry. It's like, it's all good. We're, <laughs> we're in this together. Um, you know, but you, I bought some cheesecake and had some Cabernet. <laughs> and uh, um, there's an opener who's like super, super tall. That was great. 
you know, there's something fun just watching like the technical side of comedy, not to nerd out or, or become too much of like a, an analyst because that really takes you out of the fun. But there's something fun about, you know, like it's a performance, you know, so he just walks out and he kind of like has this charismatic smile and people are already laughing. I love when a comic just looks funny and people are already laughing. There's something fun about the opposite too when they have to really, you know, they look like an accountant and it's all kind of dialogue driven. That's super fun too. But this guy is like hilarious, right? Has his charismatic style and he's just like super tall, right? So he's like, he kind of pauses for a minute and he's like seven feet. He just like says, he like states his height, seven feet. And, and just the whole place like erupted, you know, just like the timing of it was great. Um, so he opened and then this guy, Gary Veter, who I've been hearing about for a long time, never saw him. He uh, featured, he's like the middle, you know, in comedy of the the host, and then you have the feature, and then you have the headliner. So Gary headlined, sorry, my microphone keeps uh, sagging here. Um, and, you know, he uh, Gary Veter, the, the middle, he killed just brilliant soup, like deadpan humor, like very, very like, um, I don't want to say dark, that's like almost dismissing the subtleties, but really, really funny. The kind of guy who can make, like, mean jokes about his wife, but you know that he loves her. That that, that kind of dynamic, you know, is great. Very, very funny. Um, and then Sam Morrell came out, and he just... he I've never seen him live. I've, only, I've seen him a ton on TV, on podcasts and stuff. And he was just, like, dripping with charisma and confidence, and he felt like a star. You know, but it was, like, a 9.15 on a Saturday, so he, I think he was pretty hammered and... It was a wild set, very experimental, and it almost felt like jazz. It almost felt like jazz, man. It was like, it was uh, just his cadence, his rhythm, the experimentation. It was, you know, he did a couple of jokes I've heard before, like on specials. So if I had to guess, he did like 12% of old material, um, and the rest was new. And out of that, like, let's say 65 or 70% and this is my guess I don't know 65 or 70% was like new like written comedy and then the other 30% was purely improvised or maybe even like 60 40 um but just very very unique very funny very dark uh not even dark I, I hate to I think that's such a dismissive word uh, or, or expression it wasn't dark you know it's like someone says oh your songs are sad it's like no this song makes me so happy it's not sad <laughs> it's a very happy song I guess it's like in a minor key and kind of slow and, you know, brooding, but no. So, yeah, it wasn't dark. It was it was beautiful. It was very exciting, and he was hilarious, and our neighbor had a great time, and, and the gal had a great time. I had a great time. It was, it was really, really fun. And I was like, all right, we're out. We're doing it. Um, And then the, the night before that, went over to the basement, which is a great little venue here. I've not been here since we moved here. Uh, I don't know what took me so long. I've been there before, but we happened upon a random, like, kind of, I don't know, per, like, experimental rock and roll band. And it was their album release show, a band called Safari Inn. And they were great. Very, very fun. It was cool. It was, like, all, like, hipsters. And then, like, three, my guess is, I'm profiling here, but three adorable gay guys to our left, just, like, like... And I, and I think they're gay because here's why. They had gorgeous haircuts. They were dressed to the nines. Like very like subtle, but just dressed. They smelled good. I was like, all right, the, these guys got it. I mean, they they were they were gorgeous. Um, but anyway, that was really cute. And uh, so an interesting crowd. Uh, a lot of hipsters like taking pictures on these 
old cameras for their zines, and that was adorable. Um, yeah, quite quite fun. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a fun week. I I took out my. Uh, did I tell you about this camera I I came across? So. A few years ago, I was um, I was just laying in bed. It was like 2 a.m. and I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about this album cover, you know, because I'd already, this was an album that I was writing and I was planning and I was recording and all that. So I was like excited for this next album cover. And I was like, well, I'd love for it to be on film. Uh, my last album cover was on film as well. But I'd love for this to be on film and, you know, take it on film. And I'd love... I'd love if, if, if we could do it ourselves, you know, if Kate could take it or if I could do a self-timer or someone like in, in the family could, could do it. I don't want to hire a fancy photographer. I want it to be kind of homemade, which we did the last one too. Kate took the, the last album cover's photo. That was on a disposable camera. So, you know, you have a lot less control and then the quality's lower, but it's still film and it's still very, very warm and delicious and very cool. Um, but I wanted, I was like, I should invest in like a real camera, you know, like a real, um, you know, film camera that's got settings and learn how to use it. And then I kind of like sit up in bed and I was like, wait, I remember hearing about maybe a, my grandfather's camera or something that it's sitting in the closet. What's that all about? So I get out, I jump out of bed, I run downstairs, I open the closet, I dig out a bunch of stuff, throw in coats, gloves, a weird old shawl I didn't know was there, a bike helmet from when I was a kid, some salt for the winter. I take it all out, and there, there's a case, a leather case, and there's a freaking camera, a freaking camera right there in the case, an old film camera, a Japanese um, Konica Auto Reflex T. And it's, there's got, there's lenses, there's old expired film in there. And I'm, I get so super excited. Um, so thus begins my journey that kind of led to, to here now, like two years later, at least, um, I, I, I take it out. I, you know, look at the gear and I'm intimidated by it. You know, I'm not a very technical person, uh, you know, and, and so it takes me a long time to, to figure this stuff out. I mean, even recording myself took, took a very long time. Even just getting my brain to be open to learning how to do it. So, uh, you know, and I, I start doing research and I was like, oh, there's a light meter, but the light meter runs on an old battery. Okay, so, but that, it's like a lithium battery or something that you're not allowed to use anymore. Okay, so I got to get a new battery and then I did some research, like, but it changes it because the battery has a different power. So the light meter kind of, you have to really know how to use the camera to know how to use that. I was like, all right. But that kind of slowed me down. I went and found a battery that would fit. I'd never even put it in. It's still sitting in my car like two and a half years later, actually. It's a tiny little battery. So, you know, I kept, um, oh, maybe I should do, you know, this person could maybe use it and all that. But I finally brought it to Nashville. And uh, I think I brought it when I moved down here or whatever. So it's here. And I finally got my act together and I call up my buddy, Caitlin. And I was like, hey, and she's a photographer um, amongst other things. And I was like, hey, can we hang out and can you teach me how to use this? And maybe take a couple pictures of me. Um, you know, we'll have a good time. We'll go take a hike or something. I want Teach me how to use this. And then before that, and she's like, yeah, sure, that'd be so fun. How's next Thursday, blah, blah, blah. So I start doing research. And this is the first time I'm like really, really learning about ISO, aperture, shutter speed, all of that stuff. 
and I'm taking it in. It's difficult, but I'm I'm kind of getting like a a concept of it, you know, in my brain. And then when I finally met Caitlin, I had like enough, and she explained it to me super well. And like very, very casually, kind of in layman's terms, she's like apologizing. Sorry, I'm not giving you the technical. I'm like, no, I don't need the technical. Technical is going to make my brain shut off. So she was super helpful, helped me learn a lot about how to use this camera. We took a bunch of pictures. Then I did some research, found uh, Safe Light Imaging here in Nashville, went over to them. They were super cool, super nice. And uh, they developed the film. So the film is developed, and I'm just waiting on scans. Going to get scans in a couple of weeks. So probably going to use some of that. Uh, those photos for some of the singles and then uh, just going to keep experimenting and using this thing and then finally take the album cover on it. So full circle, I guess. I don't know if it's a circle or a half crescent moon or something, but we did it. We're here. I'm using the camera. I actually ordered a, a gorgeous leather camera strap um, from some guy in Texas on Etsy. Uh, so super excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Going to do it. So um, here we are. Uh, actually making things happen and 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 if I could take my own photos like that for you know promotion stuff like that would free up a lot of you know it's pretty expensive to get someone uh, like a professional uh that and I just can't afford it so it it would be really empowering and just you know being comfortable you know taking candid photos having a friend take your photo or your partner take your photo it's just I think it comes out sometimes it could come out a lot better not always but you know and you could you could really screw up and it's not that expensive you know I was super intimidated. Films do look so expensive. They developed a scam. It's like, no, it's not. It's like eight bucks for a roll of film or something, and then another eight bucks to develop it, and then another eight bucks to scan it. It's like, what was that? I don't know. I'm terrible at math. $16, $24. $24 for that many photos, basically. So about a dollar a photo. Um, and if you get one great photo, I mean, that's that's incredible. You know, um, That's all I really need out of a roll of films, a couple of great photos. So... There we are, super, super, um, just like, yeah, like looking forward to that, you know, uh, honestly, like, um, can't wait to get those photos back. Um, oh my God, this, this is funny. I was going to do a song, not my own, and it literally has the same chord progression that I was using. Not actually the same, but very, very close. And I think I, I think I heard that in my brain. I was like, I'm kind of ripping off somebody's melody. Well, here it is. Wow, it was so not conscious. This is so fun. All right. If you're traveling in an old country fair. Um, so I got a gig this week uh, in three days, this Thursday at the Commodore. I'm super excited. Going to see my buddy there and my other buddy. And um, yeah, honestly, like being here in Nashville, booking a couple of gigs taking a couple of hikes, went to the zoo yesterday, it was boiling, saw a rhinoceros, that was magical, but to be honest, I didn't fully appreciate it, because it was so hot, um, saw a cute pig, uh, some weird, um, kangaroos, those are weird creatures, man, um, but yeah, the, the cat's doing good, everybody's doing okay, um, so very, very excited for the, and I can't reiterate, like, having picked, like, being a musician, half the battle is just these days is like having good photos of yourself. It's really ridiculous, but you got to play the game. You got to do it, you know? Um, yeah, so it's, it's ridiculous. Okay, let's uh, let's do this Dylan song. It's a classic. We all know it. We all love it. Um, I'm going to do, I'll do a 
picked version of it. Why not? Uh, actually, no. We'll do. We'll just strum it. Uh, let's change the key just one up to kind of separate separate it from my own song some more. Um, what's fun is when you hear that song on a record, you know, Invisible Man, that new song I, I sang. Um, when you hear it in four, you know, fourteen years or something, you won't wreck like. It'll be the same melody, the same words, the same song, but, you know, just the production or whatever it's going to be then, whatever I'm in the mood of, it's really going to change it. So I'm excited. Well, if you're traveling in the North Country Fair Where the winds it heavy on the borderline Remember me to the one who lives there. Well, she once was a true love of mine. Well, if you go where the snowflakes storm, where the winds are heavy in the summer end. So warm to keep her from a howling wind. Please see for me if her hair hangs long, if it rolls and flows all down her breast. Please see for me. Hair's hanging down Cause that's the way I remember her best I'm wondering if she remembers me at all Many times I've often prayed darkness of my night in the brightness of my day so if you're traveling in the north country fair where the winds hit heavy on the borderline remember You should check him out. Um, sorry about that sarcastic, not unfunny humor. Um, super, super exciting. So we got we got the pictures coming out, which I hope are going to look good. Which, by the way, Caitlin also took photos just on her digital camera, and some of those were cool, too. And I did one thing that was really stupid, and I was like, oh, you know what's going to be cool pictures? If I lay down in this, like, brush and thorns and 
stuff. So I laid down and I'm like covered in like, you know, when you walk through the woods and just stuff deposit their seeds on you, which sounds wrong, but that's what they do. You know, certain plants, that's how they, they procreate. That's how they spread their seed is they, you know, if an animal's going by, they get, they have these little seeds with, um, like almost like Velcro-y seeds. So it gets caught on like a deer's leg and then the deer's walking. And so the plant gets planted elsewhere, you know, then the deer lays down in a meadow, uh, a few hundred feet away and there you go. So that's kind of their, their, um, strategy of survival. So I did that. Um, so I laid down and I'm just covered in seeds and, and I was like, this photo better look good. And of course it looked terrible. And my neck is like kind of all like removes my jawline completely. And I just like flat and terrible. I was like, Oh, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> but you got to try things. You got to, you got to look pretty. You got to try, um, pain for your beauty as they say. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was so much fun. And like, that's, that's like the dream. That's the way to take photos, just hanging out with a buddy, whatever. And so honestly, that's a big victory. Just getting these, knowing that this camera works and that I'm going to be able to figure out how to use it. And I know a little bit how to use it now. So we're going to take those photos and, um, you know, that's, that's it. That's going to be cool. And it, it matches well with the next record is all recorded on tape. So honestly, it just like thematically, it, it really works. Um, I've been uh, been watching all the Harry Potter movies. So I think we were three movies in. Just watched The Prisoner of Azkaban or Escape from Azkaban, whatever it's called. And uh, so much fun rewatching these movies. I mean, I saw them when I was younger, not that much younger, but a, a bunch younger. And uh, you know, it's just such a fun little world to enter into, and it somehow gives you perspective in, in your real world. Um, so there we go. Um, I'm excited about this new song. Now I've come to understand Meaning of the ballad, the invisible man. Oh, it's going to be fun just ripping drums behind it where the drums feel heavy but also light at the same time. That's going to be very, very fun to do. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Spread the word. Send it to a friend if you think they might enjoy what we're doing here. Um, I'm having a great time doing it. We're uh, This is episode 52, I think. 52. Yeah, depending, there's, I did one episode where I said some shit that I don't know if I should put out, but, uh, nothing too crazy, but just like, ah, that's not my, not my field of, um, but anyway, so, I think this will be 52, I love you so much for listening, thank you, and, uh, we'll talk very soon, okay, bye-bye, I love you, have a good week.